welcome everybody to the bull rush podcast if you're an old listener and you see this in your feed and you're like what the fuck is this podcast i've never seen this before when did i subscribe to it this is still pat right from rebuilding your football uh thank you for following us to the bull rush podcast that's what that's now turned into if you follow me on twitter you're familiar with the change this is my new venture um and i guess we'll start today by explaining what the bull rush is what i'm thinking uh it's going to be and uh, i guess a little background on that because podcast has been updated in a while we're gonna be mondays and thursdays from now on moving forward throughout the off season. Um, It's, it's going to be a lot of content coming out over the next 31 days. Cause that's all we have until the, the draft officially goes underway and the Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock. Uh, today's pod is, is going to be, you know, a little bit about that. That's going to be the beginning skip forward, like five, 10 minutes. And uh, you'll hear my draft insight and what is, what's going on there and what I think is going to happen, I guess. Uh, at this point, we, we obviously have big news with San Francisco moving up and Miami moving back and then back up and the Eagles moving down. So um, that's really going to be today. And, and of course, you know, I'm going to give, because I've released my quarterback rankings. Uh, those have changed since I've released them. Um, I've released my wide receiver rankings. I've gotten to a couple more wide receivers since then that I like that probably would have been on my top 20. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. Um, and, and I got to some of the later round guys that I kind of, you know, really became infatuated with. So we'll talk a little bit more about that. Tight ends. I'm about... I got to three or how many did I get to last night? Three last night. Uh, I only have three more to go. I say three last night, but I've I've had some done in the past. I'm finishing up tight ends now. Um, So that's that's where I am on that. And then we're going to move over to corners, knock that out, and safeties out. Uh, Then we'll do linemen, then edge and linebacker, and that should be it. I mean – Safeties and corners, I've got, you know, about 26, 27 around there of those done, but it's a lot of the deeper guys. Like, I haven't done, I've only seen a couple of games of guys like Paulson and Debo. I haven't gotten to Molden yet from Washington. I've heard a lot of good things about him. Uh, that That's going to be a fun one. Uh, Kerry uh, Vincent's supposed to be pretty solid at LSU. Uh, who else have one I got to Sean Wade. I don't know what happened with him. I, I've only seen a couple of Ohio state games defensively, and I, I wasn't really watching for, uh, for him at that point. So that's where I'm at. Uh, obviously I'm going to reveal some rankings. We'll, we'll do, I guess the skill positions today. Um, and you know, some of the, the earlier guys at the other positions, cause that that's really what it comes down to is I've, Knocked out some of the earlier guys at the positions. I'm just trying to get some depth. I'm at, let's see, how many guys have we graded so far? 
Oh, that is the wrong button. We're at, I think it's 150, 154. And the goal was 200. We're going to hit that. So that's, you know, that's pretty cool to me. Um, the fact that we have uh, pretty much hit or are close to our goal of, um, you know, players scouted. That's that's pretty cool to me. Um, of course, you know, there, there's still going to be some fluctuations between where I rank guys um, and where I value them. Uh, the tight ends right now is, is really what I'm trying to focus on to knock out. Uh, those, if I talk about them, those aren't really in final standing yet. Um, sorry about that. That was technical difficulties. Uh, you know, some guys, I'm going to move them a little bit, but but really not uh, too often. But anyway, we'll get back to the beginning, the bull rush. So for those of you who don't know and only follow the pod, uh, first of all, thank you, because I know the pod's probably the least amount of uh, viewers or listeners or people that consume my content. That's probably the smallest thing I do. Uh, of course, I don't do it that consistently, so it, it kind of adds up. So if you don't follow me on Twitter, R, at RNY Football, um, that's where you can find me. Um, let's see. Actually, we might be cha- we're changing that, but I haven't gotten around to it. Um, But anyway, so the Bull Rush, for those of you who don't know, was my website that I had founded originally before rebuilding New York football. Um, it was kind of like covering everything uh, about the NFL. Thing is, with some of those websites, you're kind of like in a weird space with what your content is supposed to be. There's 32 teams, and you don't want like you know 90% of your content to be about the Jets, or because I'm a Jets fan, the Jets, the AFC East, you know, things that are going around or only the better teams, you know. So I took a step back because I wasn't really enjoying it that much, talking about everything, you know. And I was like, hey, like, I need to get better at this. I'm going to start uh, a podcast about a football team. And that kind of evolved to, you know, Hey, the, maybe the podcast should be about New York football. There's been a problem in New York with these two teams, the Jets and the Giants. They can't get it right at the head coach position. I mean, a position, the head coach spot, the quarterback position, uh, potentially for the Jets at least. Uh, we'll see about Daniel Jones and, and plus there are other things like both teams just and and Jets and Giants fans like you know like and the Giants have improved and the Jets are on you know, starting to turn around things, but like, that was kind of the point of that. Um, Gone to get better at it in terms of my writing skills, my podcasting skills. And um, I I took a break from the bull rush and, you know, I I put 
it in the uh, the back pocket with it being the end game, you know. And a couple of weeks ago, I was like, hey, like as much as I like talking about the Jets and Giants, I'm too close to the Jets, right? I'm a fan. Um, am I biased? No, like I think that the Jets. I'm probably harder on the Jets than I am for any other team, uh, even though I do like the offseason that they had, uh, as opposed to a lot of other people from the Jets fan base in itself. I, I know a lot of outsiders think that they had a good offseason. Jets fans were pretty convinced that there was a bad offseason because they couldn't land interior offensive linemen. But like, it's kind of like, you know, that when you're in a fan base and you're covering one team, it gets a little toxic, right? And being around the the Jets fans as much as I loved interacting with all the Jets fans and and that's not who I'm calling toxic right the people that I see as toxic in terms of the um the fan base are the guys with large followings that are quote like they call themselves analysts but they don't even know what they're talking about um and that's not a shot at Rogers or Caparoso. Those two guys are awesome. Follow them. Uh, I know they do the Patreon thing. I've had Rogers on the show. Those two guys are lights out. That's not who I'm talking about here. I, I think some of you guys know who I'm talking about. If you're a Jets fan in the fan base, it's these guys that follow 2,000 people and 2,000 people follow them back. So they have a large following and you know, there's one guy who DMs everybody saying that he's a Jets fan, tells him to follow because uh, you'll like his content. And then he tells you that Rashad Bateman had a better 2020 season than Jamar Chase. And it's like, you've no idea what you're talking about, man. Like, Jamar Chase didn't play his fault. So, and he deleted that. I called him out. He deleted that tweet. Uh, that was a couple months ago. But, you know, and, and he's and other guys, too. It's not just it doesn't stop with him. And I'll let them, you know, I, I'm not going to name them because I, that's not my problem. That's not my thing. Um, I'm not here to bash other dudes. Uh, it, it's, he's, <laughs> read his articles and you'll understand why you shouldn't be following that guy. Like, he's a teacher and he's borderline like illiterate. It's, Horrendous. And I'm glad people are starting to pick up on it, but I can't stand stuff like that. And on top of that, like there's other dudes who think that they're draft analysts and they're telling you like why Davis is going to be the 23rd pick in the draft. Like, fuck no. Like, give me a break. Um, and Creed Humphrey in the first, like, that's ridiculous. They're not. Creed Humphrey isn't even the third. No, he's probably. I have him as the fourth best center in the draft class. Like I'm out on Creed Humphrey. Um, but we'll talk about that a little later. Uh, I don't know who's pumping it, the Creed Humphrey stock right now for Jets fans, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, like I said, it, it got toxic uh, between what people were telling Jets fans to believe and, you know, like Jets fans who I don't want to call like them, you know, casual guys for the draft, like guys that maybe don't watch the tape, right? Like I, as someone who watches the tape, like there are guys that don't watch the tape and maybe they, they see highlights and like, that's fine. Like you're a fan. Like there's not really any point to you watching besides getting excited about a guy.
but like there are guys who are making like serious arguments about Creed Humphrey going 23. Like that's like toxic shit. Like Daniel Jeremiah doesn't have him in his top 50. He's not in my top 50. He's not in, uh, I don't think he's in Dane's Brugler's uh, top 50. I don't think he's in Lance Zerline's top 50. I don't know who is telling people that Creed Humphrey is the first round pick. Uh, but like, it's maybe, is Kuiper high on him? Is that what this is? Hold on, we're going to look that up. Um, no, Kuiper hasn't really done anything in depth, it seems. But anyway, that's uh, we'll save that for later. So I want to get out of the fan base and kind of cover the whole league again and really focus on the draft and, you know, just writing about what I wanted to write about. And as much as I love the website, uh, it wasn't working. That format wasn't working for me where it was going to be a long article about a random team and a random topic, um, you know, where it only resonated with a couple of fans that would see it. Say I write an article about the Colts. A couple of Colts fans are going to click on it. The other guys, you know, why would a Jets fan click on that article? Um, I don't know. Uh, but that's kind of why I wanted to shy away from that kind of model of writing. And I started the newsletter, which comes out on Wednesdays. It has a lot of content in it. It's how it's structured is, you know, like intro, like whatever is going on in the draft this week it'll be about mac jones not mac jones uh well spoiler it will be about mac jones it'll be and trey lance and it's going to be talking about the third pick in the draft uh that's going to be the intro and then it'll be news around the league last week we talked about caleb farley it'll be as many bullet points as needed on things that are going on after that it's going to be three articles on just random crap that i want to talk about uh, for this week, I'm thinking NFC East, uh, a lot of teams got better. And I don't think, I think there's one team that really didn't, right? And obviously, I'm talking about the Eagles right now, but they were in cap hell. So we're going to talk about that a little bit, uh, kind of like an outlook before the draft, where I could see those four teams going in the draft. Um, and then on top of that, we'll do two other columns. And then. At the bottom, it's Scouts Corner, which is my rankings of the week. This week will be running backs. You guys are going to get a sneak peek of the running back group that I that I um I'm I'm going to talk about. Uh, wow, I'm sorry, I'm looking at it and it's throwing me off. I'm going to talk about the running back. I'm going to tell you my rankings today, but I'm going to drop like my, my top ten, I guess, top fifteen. Um, of of running backs, I I don't think I've seen anyone rank them how I've ranked them. Uh, I'm a little surprised by that, but whatever. Last week was wide receivers. The week before was quarterbacks, though the quarterback one was a couple of weeks before the actual newsletter dropped. I linked it because it was the last article I wrote on the bull rush on the website. Um, and and those quarterback rankings have changed. But regardless, it's like a whole lot of different opinions and news that drops on Wednesdays. 
you sign up, uh, put your email down. It emails you when it comes out. Uh, the thing is, though, if you do sign up, it's going to send you a confirmation email, right? Go in, hit confirm, and you should be good, and you'll receive it whenever I post. Uh, I don't abuse it. Um, it's once a week. I, I'm thinking, you know, maybe it gets twice a week at some point, but if anything, I'm going to double up on my prospect rankings as we get closer. Uh, like next week will be cornerbacks and safeties. Um, yeah, so give it a try. I, I trust me, it sounds a little weird. Newsletters, you know, you might be torn on them. I don't like my inbox full for um, my own email address, but uh, the the one goal I had when, when starting the bull rush and it was a very ambitious goal was to kind of get to a point where I was, it was like the morning brew. If you guys have ever checked that out as someone who, you know, I am a big business guy. Like I like reading about the news and whatnot. The morning brew is the place to go. You know, it's quick and it's to the point. The difference between that and this is that like, I'm actually putting in opinions and parts of it but it's supposed to be quirky you know there's going to be a lot of references to my favorite shows like examples a big seinfeld guy so you can see stuff like that um and and yeah it's going to come out every wednesday it's pretty cool we're two editions in my first actually three editions in my first one's kind of an explanation who i am and everything like that and then the next two have uh had a lot of content in it so enough of that Let's get to the, the draft and, and whatnot. And I guess we'll start with my quarterback rankings. Sorry to rant about the bull rush, but I just wanted to keep you guys updated on what was going on. So quarterback rankings. And I just want to say, I've tried to do best player available rankings. And I had a solid you know list and whatnot, uh, like a vertical board, but I tore it down. I didn't like how it was landing. I, I kept having guys a little higher than, you know, they, they should have been, um, or, or acts, you know, like it would be like Rashad Bateman's better than St. Brown, but why is he so low on this list? You know? So I, I kind of, I tore it down and I'm starting fresh. I started with a new, uh, system where I'm kind of, putting guys in tiers right so i give them a grade um so they go into so i have a big spreadsheet right i have my horizontal board which is really what i'm looking at 90 percent of the time um yeah so then i i put the grade in there and then i pull up my big board by grade and basically it's going to tell you um, each player that got a top 50 grade for me or each player that got a first round grade. And then the third sheet on my spreadsheet is going to be um, those guys being sorted from uh, from best to worst in their own tier, if that makes sense. Um, so yeah, it's it'll make sense when you see it when it's published, but that's where I'm at on that now. All right, so we're going to start with the quarterbacks today. 
Um, Trevor Lawrence is my number one quarterback. No surprise here. This is final. Uh, Zach Wilson is number two. He's on Lawrence's level to me. And that's pretty bold. I know. I, I don't want to. Not a hot take guy, but I think that Wilson, you know, it's it's all there with Wilson in terms of the arm talent, the way he releases the football, the placement he has on the ball is special. The ability to throw on the run is special. Lawrence, I just see him as more complete. Uh, in terms, and I think he has the higher ceiling as to what he could be because I think he gets away, away with a lot of crap uh, at Clemson that, you know, it's just, especially under Urban Meyer, it's just not going to fly. He was talented enough to throw it into double, triple coverage when there was a guy open underneath, you know, and like he'd be able to fit it in a good spot so the wide receiver could make a play. And he got away with that a lot of times. And, and what I mean by that is like in the NFL, it's a pick. Right, you can't be throwing that crap at the NFL. So I'm not going to overanalyze him. He's the number one guy on my board, um, or on the quarterback side of the things, not not the overall big board. Uh, that that's somebody else actually. Um, but yeah, Zach Wilson is borderline on his level. Uh, to me, it's one A, one B, and Wilson. There are more concerns with, right the floor is probably lower there's an injury history his frame isn't that great there are times where he you know the ball wobbles and it almost looks like a duck he throws a duck but like it'll get there um i think that stuff's kind of fixable though because even though he'll throw a duck the placement will be lights out it's not like it's Jared Goff throwing in, right? Where it's a duck and it's going everywhere. Um, so, you know, I think that's something that will improve with time. Now, that's those guys, they're in their own. They're both going to be in my top five on my big board, right? The next four guys are in their own category for me. Right, where it's the grades don't want one guy isn't graded by the first, but I don't think he's that far off the other three. So, and damn, I always struggle with this, but I think I'm going Mac Jones out of Alabama, Trey Lance Jr. out of North Dakota State, Justin Fields at I believe five from Ohio State, and then six is going to be Kelmont, who has a two on him. And he's outside my top 30, but he's the guy I'd take in the early second round. Now, you probably just turned me off. And I want you to listen before I... uh, Before you, you know, unfollow me, unsubscribe, and everything like that. I love Lance. Lance is my guy. Lance is one of my dudes in this draft. The reason Lance Lance and Jones are close. Lance is the higher ceiling. Jones is the higher floor. The reason why Jones is higher for me at this point, and he hasn't been in the past, when I released my rankings, I had Jones at six. 
but I finished up his tape and I, I started to like him a lot more. But the reason that Jones has hopped Lance is simply because Jones has thrown the football about two times as more as Trey Lance. As much as they've had as many starts, we haven't seen Trey Lance throw the football as much as I think people are are giving him credit for. So I'm kind of split on those two. It's kind of 3A, 3B, because I do think Lance's floor is a little, you know, it's kind of low. We haven't seen him enough. And Jones, uh, we've seen him as much as Lance. I'm not sure where they're at. I'm sure they have like the same amount of starts or whatever. But we haven't seen Lance throw the football as much as Jones. And with the running from Lance, I don't know how much of that's going to translate to the NFL. There's just too many question marks. Do you like? Do you see how I'm talking about the two of them? And for Mac, the athleticism is a question. Right, the athleticism is a question. He you haven't seen him play on the move that often. Um, in terms of getting out, he's not going to be Mahomes running around back there, or Watson running around back there. I'm not going to try and say that he is. I'm not going to try and say that he is. He's kind of, you know, and I hate player comps, but he reminds me so much of Philip Rivers. Where Philip Rivers, you know, his arm was solid. It wasn't anything special. He could throw it 100 miles an hour. I don't think Jones has the the zip on the ball that Rivers did uh, during his prime. But I don't think that Jones is like, like the way people talk about Mac Jones is kind of wild. It's, it's really it's disheartening almost. Where, like you guys talk about him, like he didn't just kill it this year. And look, full disclosure, I had Jones outside of my top fifty before in early February. I thought he was Kyle Trask, fool's gold. And I have Kyle Trask as my quarterback 12, borderline undraftable. I, I think he's terrible. And I had Jones in that same category. Jones makes more NFL throws than Lance, than Fields, than Mon, than any of those guys. He he's, makes as many NFL throws as Lawrence and Wilson. He's that good. He's not going to be in my top 10 overall best players uh, available list. Like, I'm not going to go that far here. But the dude is really talented. And I get where the and this is where I struggle with it is because Lance is more of the modern quarterback. There's just too many question marks there for me. I love Lance's arm. I love his placement on some of his balls. His motion is kind of scary. His how he drops back and takes that extra second to reset his back foot and look who around the field like it's a game of seconds in the nfl you know with your uh from the, when the ball is snapped till when you have to get it out from i don't like that he does that that bothers me his motions kind of long um like that's stuff that i don't know it's 
That's why it's really tough for me. You're going to see these two ranked back to back in the best player available rankings because that's how close it is for me. Because I know Lance could be the best quarterback in this group. I know that. I'm not, that's not where I'm, that's why I have such a weird problem with ranking them. You know, I've never seen a quarterback class that has this many good quarterback prospects. It's a special class. And I think that the NFL is a lot more split on these guys than draft Twitter is and fans are. And I think they might go in an order that you might not expect. I've seen Wilson as low as the fifth or sixth best quarterback. I've seen him ranked everywhere. Um, so if you think that, you know, I, I just, I, I'm having trouble. I, I actually, I, this is my best feel I've had on these guys since starting. Obviously we're getting closer, so that makes sense. But like, I'm just now starting to feel comfortable about where I'm ranking these guys. And you, you probably might've turned me off already because I haven't even mentioned Justin Fields uh, and his name yet. Gil Brandt put out a tweet the other day saying that he has he knows that teams have had fields as high as like top five, a top five grade on them, and as low as a fourth round grade on them. And he got killed on Twitter. Had to clarify that it wasn't him that put out those rankings. And he doesn't agree with that. He has fields in his top five. I don't think it's that crazy that teams don't like Justin Fields. I really don't like. I have a lot of issues with how he plays game and it's not the one read stuff. Like the one read stuff is totally overblown. And I've, I've had this, like I have a one on field. Like, I just want to clarify that. I like him in most classes. He just happens to be in a packed class. Like, let's clarify that. Another thing we should clarify is fields is all the talent in the world. Like he could become a stud at the NFL level, Right. I don't think anyone's denying that. He has a lot of issues with his motion. And how the ball comes out of his hand and how that ball travels in the air. His placement's not that great in my eyes. He throws a lot of balls that kind of hang a little too high. It looks like a punt almost. The ball doesn't really have zip on it when he throws it. The motion's weird. He's kind of all over the top. He needs to, the release has to come. I mean, his arm has to be angled at in different ways. It can't just be over the top, man. That's not how the game's played. I have issues with that. I have issues with how his base is. It's too wide. And I think the right quarterback coach is going to fix these things, right? But, like, I'm not touching them unless I think my staff is good enough to fix them. I'm not. So that's why I have them five, because I, I just I think that there's a big floor there. I mean, a small floor there. Like, work was bad. But the dude's super athletic, right? I don't think – actually, I should clarify that. His floor is, like – uh, who would I compare that to? All right. You know who he reminds me of? And this is a really weird comp. But I'm kind of thinking of like where his strengths are, how the ball looks coming out of his hand. 
he and he's so much more athletic than this guy. So bear with me. He reminds me of Sam Darnold and when Sam was coming out. And hear me out before you. It's not really a play style thing. It's kind of just like, first of all, Fields is so much more um, athletically gifted. Like, let's start with that before we go there. Darnold was a lot more backyardy. The two of them on the run seemed more comfortable than in the pocket. That's a fact. I don't think that Fields looked that comfortable in the pocket. It was a really big problem last year. And this year it looked a little bit better, but, you know, it's still not where I want it to be. And that's something that I didn't like about Darnold. The other thing about Darnold that uh, they they arm, it's not, it's a good arm. It's not a great arm. Fields could throw it far, right? Darnold really, I don't think Darnold was able to really throw it that far. I don't know if Fields' deep ball is going to translate to the NFL. It's too lofty. It's not a rope. And I just, I have a hard time believing that if someone like Jesse Bates or, you know, Justin Simmons or, you know, any safety really that that's at the top of their game, especially the deep safeties, right? And cover three over, you know, they see Justin Fields wind up in that long rangy motion that he has and they start taking off to get back i don't know if fields is going to be able to throw it low enough and with enough zip to where those guys aren't going to be able to get there i don't know like that's that's a serious problem that i have with him and look like i said the guy might be quarterback one when it's all said and done because he can make that throw, right? He can throw it really far. And he's athletically gifted. He looks like he's Cam Newton out there. A smaller version of Dak Prescott, really. Um, when he's out there. I just, I have a lot of questions about him. And I know that that, like, there's a lot of guys that are high on fields. And that's why I'm spending a lot of time on this. Because I'm just explaining myself. It's that... Like, he has a first-round grade on him, and, like, that's that, you know, that should say more about that than um, that he's quarterback five. Like, I still like him a lot. as Not a lot, but I like him as a prospect. There are just some really questionable parts about his game. I'm on six. I think he's got to be more backyardy. Right, he's too stiff when he throws the ball. Bothers me. Don't like it. Uh, but the talent's undeniable. He might be a starter on uh, day one if he lands in the right spot. And you know, someone thinks that they could fix. I don't know how he's going to work out or how he's going to throw. When is AM's pro day? That's someone I want to watch throw because he, in my eyes. Has it? I would be willing to take him in round one at the back end if I knew I could sit him. I hope you don't hear me typing. Tuesday, March 30th. Is that tomorrow? That's tomorrow. All right. You know I'll be watching.
you know i'll be watching so but that was really weird my dog just started hey daisy i think she was having a nightmare that was really weird um yeah so Kelmond is the name that I'd keep an eye on. Uh, I know some people are low on him. Uh, I I just I I think it could be something really special. Like he kind of feels like that kind of guy that ends up falling to round three and surprises us at the next level. Like there's talent there, and I'm willing to take him top fifty. Uh, I like I said I'd take him at the back end of round one, if I felt really good about where I was as a team, that <clears throat> that should be clarified. Like I need, he needs a sit. He needs to be drafted to a team that has a lot of pieces around him, right? You don't want to waste a first round pick on a guy that's not going to play. Uh, that, that'd be the circumstances for round one guy, you know, who that team might be. Uh, I'm not sure. Because, like, Tampa Bay is not going to take him, right? It seems like they're going all in on Brady because uh, it seems like it's going to be Arians and <clears throat> Brady's last run uh, over the next couple of years. The Browns aren't going to take him. Baltimore's not going to take him. The Saints look like they're going to roll with Winston, and, and I don't blame them. Um, the... Packers aren't going to take him, both, you know, so he's not going to go and run Pittsburgh. Maybe. I don't know. Pittsburgh seems like they're going to run it back. So I don't know what the plan is. Uh, he's probably going to go around two. Um, just a guy I like. Uh, nothing more than that. Uh by Franks is number seven for me. Um, he is the talent. The arm talent is lights out. Uh, in terms of how strong his arm is and where he can play football. He's a big body. Uh, he's a developmental guy. I don't think he's going to go in round three, but that's kind of where I have him graded at. Davis Mills, I'm not really that interested in, but he's in around four. I think he's a career backup. I, I don't see what some of these other guys are seeing. And then to wrap it up, my late round guys are Ian Book at nine, Jamie Newman at 10, Bouchelle at 11, Trask at 12, Ellinger at 13 just like you know the late round guys not really anything special there <sighs> got through the quarterbacks um yeah so that's where i'm at on those guys i guess we'll do i'll do my top 10 you know what Never mind. i changed my mind i'm gonna save my top 10 running backs for the newsletter we'll break that down on thursday uh, top 20 wide receivers just so you could see where I'm at now because a little bit has changed since posting that Chase, Devontae Smith Waddle, Deami Brown Terrace Marshall, Kudarius Tony, all ones for me uh, That that's a special group right there uh, Deami Brown is the guy that I'm keeping my eye on I think he could be I don't think he's going to be as good as Chase, but I think he could be an easy wide receiver too in this class. Terrace Marshall, another guy to keep my eye on. I love him. Uh, he's He'd probably be drafted higher if he was coming out last year. Uh, 
but kind of got screwed with how they used him this year with Joe Brady being gone and Joe Burrow being gone. Um, It's just, think about it like this. This big guy, he's running curls in the middle of the field. The hell are we doing, man? I, I can't stand how some of these college coaches put guys like that in positions to, to fail. Brevin Jordan got screwed too, in my eyes. Uh, second tier is Eskridge, Shutu Atwell, and Elijah Moore. Those are kind of my speedsters with the big playability. Um, they're guys that are, you know, big fans of. They can line up on the outside. They can line up in the slot. And it's not going to just be underneath stuff. It's going to be over the top stuff. Uh, Rashad Bateman and Amonra St. Brown. I have twos on these guys. Uh, I don't think that they're ones at the next level. Bateman, you know, it's he's kind of my controversial take, I guess, of the draft. I, I just he schemed open like incredibly often that it, it kind of bugs me. It's very fuck. I don't want to say this, but as good as Michael Thomas is Michael Thomas is kind of in that same ballpark where he's not really winning. I mean, now he is because he's kind of he's gotten better, but at the early stages of Michael Thomas's career, Sean Payton got him open. And this happened a lot. And I think that's what Bateman could be. I just, you know, there are parts of his game where his upside's there, as like Michael Thomas. But like, you know, it, it's one of those guys where you take him as a second. Because you know it's safe. And you know he could be that big production guy. You just don't know if, like, is a team game planning around Bateman, you know, like they would against Dwayne Eskridge? Probably not at the next level, you know. But that's just me. Nico Collins, I liked him a lot. He ran really well. Amari uh, Rogers, Rondell Moore, I'm not high on because of the injury history and the tape's not that great the past two years. Um, separation problems, and then it was used like he was Tyree Cohen at uh, Purdue. So I didn't like that at all. Scared me off. I don't care for his 40 time. Who gives a shit? He's 5'7", and he wasn't used as a deep threat at Purdue at the, in his, outside of his freshman year. So that real concerns there. Tylen Wallace is 15, I think. Can't tell. Looks like it's 15. Yeah, it's 15. Amillus, there are concerns there. He's a big 12 guy, and, you know, you're not really going against that career of corner play. Um, he killed it at the Senior Bowl, though, so I'll give him credit for that. Uh, it's kind of why he's that high, because there are other guys on this list that I really like. Darden, out of North Texas, is coming in at 16. You know, I just talked about, uh, you know, being a little shorter. And uh, being fast, having like an impact that I think Darden moves really well side to side, and that's kind of why I'm that high on him. Uh, he's not the deep threat that Tutu Atwell is, so that's why he's as low as he is. But he's definitely one of those guys that I'm I'm looking at as like, you know, that could be a threat as a weapon at the next level. Damn, I just realized. That's a guy that at uh, Darden's done. Marquez Stevenson is 17. The guy that I'm looking at now, and I'm kind of bothered that I that I have him this low is Demetric Felton. 
who I think translates better to the NFL than a lot of the guys that I'm listing right now. Shit. All right, we're changing that on the fly because I don't know why that that just resonated with me now. Belton is a guy I like a lot, right? He's, as a route runner, he's really talented. He could also be used as a running back. Uh, It's special with what he could do coming out of the backfield and being able to line up in the slot and run routes, like really talented guy. And damn, I'm really pissed that I, I didn't have him higher on my list. I, I just moved him up to 16. Uh, he translates better than, I don't know why I didn't catch that, that I had him a little bit lower. So I have him at 16. Like, like I said, he translates better body wise and, and whatnot to the, uh, to the next level. Yeah, I have a third round grade on him. Darden Stevenson out of uh, Houston. I like him as a deep threat, long arms. Didn't grade him until after I put out my initial wide receiver rankings. So that's why he wasn't on there. Frank Darby's at 19. I think he could be really solid at the next level. Explosive ability. Doesn't have a lot of tape from this year, though. That's why you haven't seen his name that often. And then Cade Johnson, who really killed it at South Dakota State. Uh, he could be like that Jamison Crowder at the next level where he's a little small and, you know, maybe he's not the greatest slot in the league or super intimidating or a guy that you have to game plan around, but super productive at the next level. Could be a deep threat or used underneath. Uh, the competition levels, you know, it's it wasn't great. So that's kind of why I'm a little low on him, uh, but you're scouting the traits here. And I kind of trust what he did at the senior bowl to make up for that. The next tier. I'm just going to list these guys off. Austin Watkins, Dez Fitzpatrick, like those two guys a lot. Josh Palmer, I like him. Seth Williams has issues on the field that I don't like. Uh, abil- uh, it's not really his ability, but kind of how he tries. Uh, Anthony Schwartz behind him. He's super talented, loved his 40 time. Coxie out of Memphis. Uh, that's a guy that no one's talking about. He's got off the field issues, though. Like he could tell he's a bit of a hothead on the field. He's going to fall probably, but he's a guy that could be damn good at the next level. He's got a good body and uh, his catching abilities there and his route running ability is pretty solid too. Kind of looks like, you know, I'm not calling his play style to AJ Green, but he's kind of built like AJ Green. Who else? Cornell Powell, uh, Shai Smith, Jonathan Adams is a fun watch. I have him as an early day three guy. Warren Jackson is probably that guy you take in the fifth or sixth round that you you don't know what he's going to be at the next level because he's built really weird. But at 6'6", six, six, he's got really good hands and can create a little bit of separation. Uh, I'd be curious to see what he runs in the 40. Daz Newsom, uh, his 40 time was not great. Uh, he's leading the day three group. Uh, Samai Fahiko. Out of Stanford, he's interesting, but he only seems like a deep ball guy. Um, he also is really raw. Uh, Tamori and Terry, I see people rave about this dude. The body catches are are kind of concerning um, to me, at least. I think he's got a long way to go before um, he's on the football field. 
he, he seems to be this year's Hakeem Butler or Tyler Johnson, where Twitter's extremely high on him, but you know, it's, he's going to fall. Trayvon Grimes comes in next. Sage Surratt, not that high on either of those two guys. Uh, Racy McMath, TJ Vasher, and then Marlon Williams uh, out of UCF. Vasher is just too tall. Can't stay on his feet. And then Marlon Williams, I was not a fan of his. That was, it was pretty ugly, to be honest. All right, so that's my quarterback and wide receiver rankings. Just wanted to update you on that. Um, as for the rest of the grades, um, and not to give too much away, but I'll, I'll let you know where I have some of these dudes. Why not? I'll give away my who's has who I have a first round grade on. We'll go by position. Quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Justin Fields. No running backs. Wide receivers are Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, Diami Brown, Terrace Marshall Jr., Darius Toney. Tight ends, Kyle Pitt. Uh, tackles are Sewell, Slater, Elijah Vera Tucker, who's really an interior guy. I don't know what to do with these two next two yet because of the injury history. I'm not a doctor, but, you know, uh, the, the on-the-field stuff is first-round worthy. Landon Dickerson and Jalen Phillips are next-level talented. Um, they're both ones in my book uh, in terms of play, but we'll see where they land in terms of um, – you know, the injury history. It depends on how they do with the medical, with the, the combine. When is that? I just, I forgot about that. That's weird. I really thought that they maybe they don't have a date for it or a public date. I know they're doing like a medical combine almost. Um, Maybe it already happened. I don't know. It's why am I? I for, I guess because no one's talked about it. It's kind of. Right. They've released the. I can only find the list. I can't find the anything else. Hmm. That's so weird. Ah, this is terrible content, but that's so strange. I, I really thought that they would have had everything else. So Vera Tucker, Landon Dickerson, and Jalen Phillips, super talented guys. Um, but the medicals are really where they're going to be determined where they go. And we'll talk about the other guy who's going to be, you know, talked about with medicals in a bit. Uh, Quiddy Pay comes next. I loved his tape. 
the sacks aren't going to want. He's like Rashawn Gary from a couple of years ago, where it's a lot more raw than um, you might expect. Uh, but I'm pretty confident with how powerful and explosive he is that he could be a really good talent at the next level. The next two or three are going to be linebackers. Micah Parsons, Jeremiah Owusu Karamoa, uh, and Zayvon Collins. They're all ones for me. Special group of linebackers there. Jeremiah Owusu Karamoa is kind of in that uh, linebacker safety duo. Um, I, I like this tape a lot. And then the last two are corners and there's a name that's missing that we'll talk about a bit on next Wednesday, but we'll, I, I mean, I guess we'll talk a little bit about it now. Caleb Farley and Patrick Sertain are the only two first round corners to me. Jace, JC Horn, Jace Horn. I don't see it like other people see it. Um, I don't think he's a one. Would I take him in the top 50? Hell yeah. He's a really good corner. Is he a first round pick? Like people have him as cornerback one all of a sudden because he ran well. His problems are on the field. He grabs everything that moves. Like that's how he stays with his guy most of the time. I don't see it like a lot of people are seeing it if, with how he is talented. You know, like why would you want to grab a guy that early when he's playing with his hands? Instead of his feet, his feet aren't as great as, you know, people are saying. He ran 4-4. That's great. Good for him. Like, you know, he's holding. It's going to be a walking pass interference at the next level. That's scary shit, man. And if you can, if you have confidence with your defensive coordinator that you think that you can get him to stop grabbing, go for it. But I just... I have to see it to believe it. I don't think that I don't, you know, I don't, I don't see it, man. And that sucks because you root for guys. Right. But like, I just, I can't put them in the top. What is this? I basically just told you my top 23. Um, I can't put a guy like that in my top 23. He's not even. You know, he's not even... Where is he right now for me? He might be... And I have to finish guys like Newsom. Um, Newsom's the name that, you know, I, I really have to finish up with. Um, Horn is seven right now on my list. Of corners that I take. Aaron Robinson and Tyson Gamble are better than JC Horn or Jace Horn, however the fuck you pronounce it. Like they're just better. I don't Newsom's the only one that I don't know where I have him yet because I've only done one game of his. Um but the other two, they're just Aaron Robinson is the guy who you know it's it's what people think Horn is, in, in my eyes, where he could play outside and inside, and he's super aggressive, except he knows how to use his hands, and he's really good on his feet. You know, he's in-your-face smash-talking or trash-talking, and, you know, I, I don't know. I just 
I can't put Horn in my top five though. Like I don't, I don't get it. It's, I guess you'll see my final rankings next week. Um, like I said, I have to do Newsom. Who else do we have to do? We have to do to finish up Adebo, Molden, who I've heard is kind of more of a safety with how he plays. Uh, Marco Wilson is getting some buzz. Uh, I have to do the Kid Mills at North Carolina Central, Kerry Vincent, Robert Rochelle, Tay Gowan, Ty Gowan from UCF. Uh, there's a couple of Oklahoma kids that are pretty good, and there's a guy that stood out on tape out of SMU, Brandon Stevens. I forget what game or who, what wide receiver I was watching, but he looked pretty solid. Uh, I was really impressed with how he looked. Um, but we'll see where his tape goes. All right. I think that wraps up today. Uh, it was a very non, it was a lot of prospect talk and not a lot of NFL talk Thursday. We'll do running back rankings and we're going to do, uh, targets for the first round for all these teams and who I think fits their scheme really well. You know, obviously, we're not going to say Trevor Lawrence for everyone, but we'll do realistic targets for these guys. Um, and, yeah, be sure to subscribe to this pod. Uh, if you're coming over from the Rebuilding Your Football podcast, thank you for the support. Appreciate that shit, man. And, uh, and yeah, that's going to be it for today. Thank you for listening. I'm excited for this new venture. I know I was a little rambly today. I haven't done this in a while. It's been a couple of weeks. And, yeah it's let's hit the ground running and this is going to be around for a while i for those of you this is a personal life update but um i just i'm graduating this summer or spring from college um for those of you who are interested in in what i'm doing i guess off the website because this is not my full-time thing uh i just took a job in tech so that's pretty cool um fortunately for me um the position is pretty remote they're based out of silicon valley but the um position itself how they hire is they kind of hire guys to work from remote so they're able to bring in some of the like good talent to not and not tell them they have to move to so-and-so but anyway i'll I'll be working from remote which is pretty good for the website uh instead of community new york city which is an extra hour on my day i'm gonna be at my desk all day so i'll have nights and more time to work on the site more time to record uh i'm assuming that i'm gonna be able to put out more content when i start actual work instead of schoolwork because think about it school you're in i mean i'm taking 18 credits right now that's what uh an hour and a half per class twice three hours a week per class 18 hours um for it being in class but like the way it's scheduled is i only have you know 30 minutes off in between classes right so it's not enough time to actually produce content. Um, plus, think about how much like, studying and 
you know, homeworks and crap like that, that it's just, I have to get done. You know, it takes up a lot of my day. So though I'll be starting a new job, I'm actually probably going to be able to produce more content, which is really cool. Uh, that I'm, and I'm really excited about that. So be sure to, you know, check us out on, um, on Twitter at actually, am I able to change this? We're at the bull rush now. So ignore me. Um, we're at the bull rush on Twitter. I just changed my username. Um, literally in uh well like as i was recording because it's at r and y originally but now it's at the bull rush whatever um anyway thank you for listening i didn't mean to ramble as much as i did today like i said i knew not new but back getting back to this is a little tough uh i didn't come in with a plan next or this thursday i'll have a plan We'll talk about the teams because I'm sure you want to hear more about your teams than you do about where I have these prospects ranked. Um, so thank you for listening and peace out. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, follow me on Twitter, all that jazz. And DMs are always open if you want to talk ball. And, you know, I'm always down. If you have any questions about my rankings, uh, pretty open book. I know some of these guys, they'll post it and forget or not forget, but purposely forget to check their shit. Um, I don't really care if I'm right or wrong. I see and report what I see. So, all right, peace out.